This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks, just like Jose, every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Good morning, folks. Nathan Latka here. It's February 18th. Good morning to all of you guys that tune in daily. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Thank you. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Lawrence, who runs Fruit Street. They've raised $6 million from 180 of their customers, not investors, but from their customers for their health technology startup. Is this the new kind of venture capital, raising money from your customers? We'll see. Tune in. Good morning, guys. Nathan Latke here. Our guest today is Luke Stronick, and he spent the past year raising money for his farmland fund. He's got one single family office as an investor. He went to Tulane. He's currently 44, taught finance, and most of his background is in low-income housing. He's really looking forward to coming on the show. He's a listener. Luke, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely ready, Nathan. You're listening. You said you were listening before the show pretty regularly. What do you like most about the show? I like how it's fast paced. I just like the diversity of it. It's it's really interesting to hear what, what everybody out there is doing, what they're working on, and, and really kind of fun to watch how some of your guests have, have grown when you begin to see these products out there in the market. It's a lot of yep. fun. So you said you just raised a farmland fund. How much money have you raised? Um, that, that I can't really get into. Give me what a I, range. What I, uh, less than 10 million. Okay, less than 10 million, great. And what do you spend the money on? Tell me about farmland investing. Uh, so right now I'm spending a fair amount of time in Georgia. I'm in the process of moving to Atlanta. I'm about to close on my 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 first farm. It's a it's a large pecan orchard in Georgia. I'm close to having a second pecan orchard under contract, and I'm starting to do plans to develop a 1,000 acre orchard in Georgia. So start starting out with nuts, starting out with pecans. There's there's a lot of reasons for that, and then literally starting out with the nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I mean, resist, Luke. I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have thrown something in there about going nuts for nuts, but I'm with you. I'm All absolutely right. with you. Okay, I cannot wait for this interview. This is going to be so much fun. Talk to me about the economics of this pecan orchard you're about to buy in Georgia. What are you paying for it? Well, it's you're going to find that type of farmland. You have to you have to draw a line in the sand with is it irrigated? Is it not irrigated? What what kind of water does it have? Most farmland investors uh, beneath the surface, they're water investors. When you go out to the farm, you're looking at the you know, you're looking at the earth, you're looking at the trees. But what you're really looking for is water. And so this first orchard, it has below ground irrigation. It's wonderful. It has numerous wells. It has lots of water. So for that type of orchard, you know, you're going to pay, you're going to pay eight, nine, ten thousand dollars an acre. And, and it adds up. You How know, many we're, acres we're is this one? Hundreds, five, okay. six hundred acres. OK, so what, what's the total price that you're paying? Um, well, these, these are multiple orchards. So the first orchard is going to be right around uh, 2 million. The next orchard is going to be a uh, couple million. And then developing the thousand acre orchard, all told, that'll 
be about seven million. Okay, let's. But by the way, do you even like pecans? I, I actually, it's it's really funny. I eat them every day. Every breakfast, it's uh, two bananas, honey, and roasted pecans. So yeah, that was it's, way it's, too it's... detailed to be that to be true. <laughs> I feel like you're like if Nathan no. asked me about pecans, I'm going to give this answer. <laughs> no, I, I eat them every day. I buy right. them by the pound at I Whole believe, Foods. I believe you. All right, so you're eating one one day. You go, oh my god, there's a there's a revenue opportunity. I'm going to go buy this farm <laughs> So this first one is 600 ish acres. It has uh, below ground irrigation, numerous wells, lots of water. You're buying it for about two million dollars. Why is it worth it to spend the, that money on that farm? How do you make money from this? Sure. So 40 percent of the farmland in North America is leased to farmers. This is a huge space. This is a two and a half trillion dollar vertical. So you go in, you buy the farmland, you you lease it to the farmer, and he can either pay you a cash rent per acre, or you can participate. It's called a participating lease or a revenue sharing agreement, where typically you get 20 to 30% of the profit, or you can take physical delivery of the crop and you can sell it yourself. So those are your those are your two mechanisms. I always say there's yield in the field. And the way you get that yield is by charging that farmer rent. And many times farmers welcome this because to expand their empire, they want to work leased farms. Like most businesses that expand, they don't go out and buy office space, they rent it. And so many farmers are cash flow farmers. They're very keen to that. And so many, many farmers with huge operations, some own it, but many lease it. Okay, so yours is 600 acres. I want to make sure I got this right. There's two ways to make money. There's yield in the field. You can either take 20 to 30% of the profit, the output, but there's execution risk. You have to trust the farmer is going to actually grow these things and that there's going to be profit to actually take percentages of, right? Right. So you, you see differences across different crops, Nathan. So as a good example with people who might invest in corn land, m- most frequently you're going to see them charging a fixed amount uh, per acre. Okay. With other crops that are what we call permanent crops. So these are going to be things during the ground year long. They grow on trees. So these would be almonds. These would be cherries. These would be pecans. More frequently, you're going to see that revenue sharing agreement. And the reason you, you want that as an investor is if the price of uh, pecans or almonds goes up, you, you want to be able to participate in that. But I don't now, want to participate when they go down. Well, exactly. And, and you have to watch out for that um, from from the part from the, the farmer's perspective. And he certainly has a perspective if he has uh, a, a lot of real confidence in himself, he's going to want to pay you a cash rent. He's not going to want to share very much with you, which averages now, what on this on this pecan thing. What's an average rent per acre? Well, you're really not going to find rent per acre with with pecans. You're you're going to see revenue sharing agreements almost all of the time. But if you if you want to break it down to a to a good year, I mean to a really good year, if you want to look at it that way, you could somehow break it out by acreage and and sometimes see that you know four hundred four hundred and fifty dollars an acre if you want to look at it that way. Okay. Um, right right now in the Midwest, you see a lot of farmers that are paying rent of. Uh, and look, corn is not my swim lane. I'm completely out of it. It's not part of my thesis. So don't hold me to this to the dollar. But you'll see a lot of farmers uh, down in Louisiana with rice up in the Midwest with corn paying, you know, 200, 250 an acre rent. Okay, per acre rent. Interesting. So, so in your pro forma, because you have a fiduciary responsibility to these folks that have invested in your fund less than 10 million. 
Um, what are you projecting your income will be on the $2 million investment? What's the return? Right. So just basically in, in, in return, what you're, what you're looking for, okay, is you're looking for some sort of a of combination in the appreciation of the value of the land. Okay. And then that annual yield, which, which you're getting off of, of, of the rent. Okay. And so typically with your permanent crops, that's going to be higher. So you can get that combined yield with permanents up to 16, 17, 18% when things are going really, really, really well with your, with your annual crops, with your things that have to be replanted every year, that's going to be corn, potatoes, onions, your, your yields are going to be a little bit lower. So just to be so, clear, if, if you have a, let's say you have a great year, you've put in, let's just say it's a million dollar farm. You're saying our, a good yield might be, you make 170 grand on your million dollar investment each year. That would be a fantastic return. And you have to understand some of that is unrealized. It's trapped, it's captured, which is a good thing in the, yes, in the, in the value of, of the land. And, and many people look at farmland investing, Nathan, as a way to lock value into the land. You, you have people who are really after yield and, and you have some people who aren't. The main component is, is the land, going after the land. It's certainly one of the, the big aspects of it from a portfolio theory standpoint, meaning you have big forces out there in the world, very wealthy individuals, pension funds, insurance companies, and they're, they're major farmland investors. And they, and they all have different reasons for it. If somebody told me that their main interest in farmland investing was, was to just make tons of cash flow every year, I, I would tell them that that is not the main purpose of it. Um, it's, it's main purpose is to reduce the volatility that you see in other investments like, like the stock market and as a, as a real hedge against in inflation. Um, um, interesting. Yeah, look at, look at, look at 2007 to 2009. Okay. So the S and P 500, the 500 largest publicly traded companies from 2007 to 2009, it lost 50% of its value. Okay. That's not taking an elbow in the ribs. That's getting punched in the face and pushed off a cliff. And during that time period, farmland did extremely well. And there are a lot of people who, who have noticed this and there are a lot of um, investment firms and money managers. And what they want is they don't want to be a part of that volatility. And they're, they're very afraid of inflation. And historically, farmland has done very well with inflation in, in the 1970s. It's a great inflation. Is it a more powerful an inflation hedge than like, a, you know, a treasury inflation protected bond, like a, a tip or something like that? So this is where you're going to get a million different opinions. Uh, my opinion is that if I if I just had to pick one thing as a fund manager, and, and right now I'm only doing one thing, it's it's farmland because even though you're getting that protection, the, the returns can can be very, very attractive. So if you go back to the 1970s, if you go back to that that decade, if you were invested in the stock market, OK, over the decade, you would have gotten, you know, give or take about, you know, 16, 17 percent. But you would have lost so much of your money to inflation, you know, it, you know, 50 percent farmland over that period, depending on how you slice the data, it returned 500, 600 percent. Got it. So how, how do you find, ahead. I mean, that makes complete sense. How do you find farmers to rent this? Or do you go find the farm? There's already a, a lease on the farmland. You just find a seller that wants to sell and then you transfer like the lease over. 
This is why the farmland space is not as big as commercial property in other sectors is it's hard. This is a hard space. You, you can't operate in it sitting in an office, pushing buttons and you know, spending your afternoons playing golf. You have to be able to go out in the middle of nowhere like I have, um, stay in the <laughs> stay in the do drop in, uh, go have dinner at Cracker Barrel with a farmer who's going to tell you no about a million times. Yeah, I mean, this is bumfuck nowhere. Let's be honest. <laughs> You are out in some of the most beautiful places you have ever seen. <laughs> but if you're if you think that you're going to stumble onto an international airport or a, uh, you know, a, a four star. Yeah, there's no Michelin restaurant yeah. out in the middle of, of, of you know, a four thousand acre carrot farm. But this is some of the most beautiful land you've ever seen in your entire life. And you're dealing with with individuals who are some of the most intelligent people you, you've ever been around. You'll run and into hard, farmers. And hardworking. The best. They're the best. Oh, yeah. You'll you'll run into a farmer who will tell you very quickly that he he was tired of being a chemical engineer. And now he's a farmer. And, and you realize that's that's why this guy is so smart. But to answer your question, it's a persistence game. You have to determine what you want. Um, you know, what I care about are vineyards. I care, you know, wine and table grapes. I care about berry farms and nuts. And so you go there and you 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 stay in the Dewdrop Motel and you start meeting people and you, you start getting used to hearing no. But once you have established some trust, then you start working on those relationships, just like I have in, in Georgia. Luke, where are you uh, right with, now? Where are you sitting right now? What's what city? Uh, I'm in Montgomery, Alabama. When's the right next now. time you're going to this this pecan farm? Uh, I will be there next week, I believe. Okay, I, this is like no one's going to know this, and I, you know, and many people will miss this because they maybe they skip around the episodes. But I've just signed a major deal for a book that I'll be releasing, and part of it is just different forms of investing. I want to come to wherever you are, and I want to go with you on the. You use me like an employee be like carry these grapes <laughs> carry this excel sheet print the paper whatever shovel the dirt i want to come actually feel this and experience this in person sometime is that cool with you if i follow up and pick a date oh absolutely and you'll you will love the pecan stuff look this is this is serious business okay a, a, a lot of the george pecan crop was exported to asia this year i mean this is serious stuff there's an argument going on around the world about where protein is going to come from so there's big portfolio theory standpoint stuff going on here nathan but totally. from being on the farms look We'll, we'll hook you up with the little device. It's called a shaker. You drive it up to the tree. It wraps around the tree. It shakes the life out oh, of it. Oh, hell yes. Pecan. I will shake the life out of that tree just like I do guests on this show. It'll be so much fun. Hey, you know, the thing is, Nathan, money really does grow on trees. You just have to shake it off. Right now, the price is about $3 a pound. So Amazing. when you go up and you shake that tree... Every, you know, every pound, that's that's $3, Nathan. Even though the harvest Woo! just now ended, we'll, we'll work money. something out for you. I love yeah. money. You're You'll speaking my language. Yeah, I, I think it. one of the things, I'm just in a unique position where I have no responsibilities to anyone. I can be anywhere. And I meet these city, these good-looking city slickers with their suits and their red ties. You know, I beat the hell out of every one of them every time just because I go do real-world shit. And they might be investing in pecan stocks, but I've actually, like, I'll be able to say I've actually been on the farm and I've seen it. And I'll just understand things that they won't understand. And that's how I'll beat them. Uh, you know, there's some extremely, extremely sophisticated people in, in the farmland sport. This is a two and a half trillion dollar vertical. I mean, this is very big stuff. And the other thing is that 
you know, a big part of being a farmland investor is is water and understanding senior water rights. And farmland investing is the gateway to water investing. And so for me, when I have conversations with people, I'm talking about farmland, but I'm also talking about water. So when you and I meet up and we go out, you'll you'll begin to see that there's a big difference in farms between senior water rights, the number of wells, and there's there are things on the horizon in, in terms of investing and it's a huge tie-in. So this, this is big stuff. I mean, this is massive stuff. This isn't like, um, you know, little video games on phones. This is talking about nourishing and hydrating um, 7.2 billion people around the planet. Yeah, and I'll tell you, a lot of these tech CEOs I have on with ridiculous valuations that are pre-money and pre-revenue, the biggest issue they have is they don't actually deliver utility to people. People don't actually use the apps. Even if they buy them, they don't use them. Well, guess what? Everybody eats. So that's why I love this space and I love money and I plan on making a lot of it and I want to come learn this from you and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll follow after the interview to find some time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you. Like I said, I'm in the process of moving to Atlanta. Most of, a lot of the pecan Georgia is an amazing state, and I'm really looking forward to doing a lot there. Two and a half to three hours south of Atlanta, you've got the pecan country. To the southeast, you've got blueberries. You've got a tremendous amount of blueberry production coming out of Georgia. To the east, you've got onions. Um, I'm, I'm not going to find any. The, the wine vineyards that I'm after, they're, they're not in Georgia. Going to be going out to to California for that, going to be going out to Europe for that later on, nice. but we'll, we'll find plenty to occupy you in, in, in Atlanta and, and, and South of that, the, the, the tech stuff, I want to just mention the tech stuff that with, with farming, it's one of the main reasons that really pulled me into it as an asset class. You've got listeners who are brilliant and there are software and hardware applications out there that are, are coming online that are, are just amazing. You know, when, when you invest in something, you want to be able to watch your tenants win. And when you buy apartments, it's, it, it's kind of hard to do anything or commercial properties to help your tenants win. But with farmland investing, this software and these hardware applications, uh, making these available to farmers, which is one of my main jobs, this stuff is incredible. Yep. Um, well, the Luke, drone technology. Yeah. It, it's, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, the, the, the drone technology, you know, there are companies like Honeycomb. There are companies like AgPixel. Uh, you know, these are drones with infrared sensors that can can count how many plants you have in a field. Uh, they can look at the cellulose in the plants and on a daily basis tell if they're changing. Uh, there are uh, robotic field hands that are in beta right now that are actually out in fields with GPS sensors working. And so for people who are looking at startup ideas with farmland and water investing, it's just absolutely amazing the, the space that they could walk well, it's a into. a big space. In episode 450 at NathanLucka.com forward slash 450, we had the, the founder, Rob LeClerc of agfunder.com come on. Over thir- over 14 ag- agriculture companies have raised $32 million using his platform. It's a hot space. I love cows. I love farms. I love fruit. I love pecans. <laughs> I love money from trees. And I love shaking. So I'm in. <laughs> All right, let's wrap let's wrap up here, Luke, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the the fish that ate the whale by uh, by Cohen. Great book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Stewart and Linda Resnick. They are uh, agribusiness billionaires in California, and and they are absolutely amazing with all their I brands and what they've l- done. It is. Un- did you hear what Linda did with the pearls? 
I don't know, but I want to have lunch with them. So you have that's to all read I want that to book. I don't know. And Fiji know water. Fiji water is their brand. Just for those that don't know them, Fiji water is their thing. What about Palm Wonderful? They've, Palm they've Wonderful got is that. another one. Yep. Just absolutely unbelievable. They're you genius know, great branders. Men, great people to look up to. Yep. Billionaires, genius branders. Number three is their favorite online tool you have. Uh, I'm trying to learn French. I've been using Duolingo. Duolingo. Very cool. Number four, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Seven. Okay, not so bad. Uh, no, and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, no kids, not married, uh, dating. Very good, no kids. And how old are you? I'm 44. All right, last question. Take us back 24 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> uh, let's see, I was living in New Orleans. I was a college student. I wish I knew that if you, if you want to have a really interesting life, you, you need to do really meaningful things that impact uh, other people. You need to go for the deep water, you know, need to go for the big peaks. Uh, and, and that's where you're, that's where you're going to meet interesting people and go to interesting places, but you, you have to do meaningful things for other people first. Luke, I lied. One last question. Uh, you're, you came on the show. You're usually a listener. Was it what you expected? Yeah, it, it was, it was, you know, very fast, great, great questions. Um, it, it's been very interesting to, to, to listen to your progression. Um, you know, you're a very good interviewer. And like I said, I listen to you on almost a, a, a daily basis. Dude, I appreciate that. There you guys have it. Luke just raised less than, uh, less than a $10 million uh, uh, farmland fund from some investors, getting the pecan orchards in Georgia, working on development of a thousand acre uh, plot of land. Again, focusing on things like irrigation rights, water rights, wells, uh, and all kinds of economics that regulate kind of making money on farms, you know, average in the Midwest, somewhere between 450 bucks an acre per profit per year, sorry, 250 bucks per acre uh, um, per year. Again, in a good year, you use maybe 17% annual return on cash, which is sometimes locked up in appreciation of the land. Luke, I'm coming for you. I'll see you on the farm. Thanks for taking us to the top. Hey, looking forward to it, Nathan. If you enjoyed Luke today, and boy, oh boy, I have a new thing for farms. I love money. I love capital. Maybe I'll buy a farm soon. We'll see. But if you loved Luke, go back and listen to Sean yesterday. I actually sold my personal financial data to Sean on the podcast. His company is called Bitmark, and he's trying to give you brights back to your digital data. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 